0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, May 12, 2023. thousand twenty-three. I'm Broadway Videos, Matt Tiamanini.
1: And I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
0: Grace, I jumped in yesterday just minutes before the episode was originally oh. going to debut in Patreon because we got the news that Bad Cinderella was closing on Broadway. You have heard that in yesterday's episode, so we won't go over all those details. Mm-hmm. But I do want to, to say, because I started recording like 30-ish, 35 minutes before the episode was going to go out, I didn't think or fact check because I had to record and edit and republish and all that stuff. I'd said that this was the first time Broadway would be without an Andrew Lloyd Webber show since 1988. That's, that's not true. It goes back even further. In fact, it was 1979 um, since the last time there was not an Andrew Lloyd Webber show on Broadway. There has been one, two, or three shows, uh, in, or in some cases, four shows by Andrew Lloyd Webber on Broadway at the same time ever since which is absolutely bonkers so uh i guess that's why he's a billionaire but otherwise i wanted to fact check that i've got a nice little timeline in the show notes if you want to take a look at all of the shows and when they ran but i had to rush and get that out without thinking or fact checking because that debuted in patreon and i want to make sure we got that information out so if you want to hear all of our information sometimes fact check sometimes not head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com patreon all right, Grace. On Thursday, we got some news about a new musical coming somewhere. I'm presuming New York based off this is this creative team. Uh, it is an absolute who's who of creatives. It is going to be based around the Nancy Drew mysteries. Were you a Nancy Drew person growing up, Grace? Are you...
1: My mom was. No, we had the complete collection in our library because my mom was such a big reader. It was the Boxcar Children of and course. it was Nancy Drew and, and the Hardy Boys. So big mystery girly.
0: Yeah, so this is going to be a new story based off of the iconic Nancy Drew stories. There's actually 175 Nancy Drew mystery books. Um, but this one will be an original one called Nancy Drew in the Mystery at Spotlight Manor. It is going to be set, as you might guess, at a summer theater camp, which is feels right for drama and mystery and intrigue. But here's the creative team. The music is going to be written by none other than Alan Menken. The lyrics by Nell Benjamin, one of my favorites, of course. It is going to be directed by James Lapine. And the book is going to be by screenwriter and two-time Oscar-winning documentarian Sarah Kernokan, who just so happens to also be James Lapine's wife. So we don't know exactly what the timeline is for this but it is um, certainly in the works when they start putting out press releases uh, and you have a creative team like this it is being produced by daryl roth so you know it's going to be something starry whenever it comes to the stage but i'm excited about this i don't know what it is i'm, I'm a huge mystery fan so whatever they can come up with for an nancy drew mystery especially with this team i am all for Moving on, a show that we definitely know is coming to New York fairly soon, actually, is if you're unfamiliar with this character, I I highly recommend that you look it up. But we're going to have a one night only performance at New York's town hall of the character Mr. Swallow. Are you familiar with Mr. Swallow, Grace? Oh, Am I familiar? Okay, I figured you might be. So, Mr. Swallow is one of the alter egos of Nick Mohammed, who is the two-time Emmy-nominated co-star of Ted Lasso. He plays the Wunderkind, uh, if you if you will, and this character is very different from his Ted Lasso character that you are probably familiar with. Is Absolutely ridiculous, but he's going to bring this show to Town Hall on Friday, June second. It will be his U.S. stage debut. But this is a character that has been on BBC Radio, on TV, has done tours, has had multiple engagements in the West, and um, according to the press release, audiences can expect noise, maths, magic, and the whole of Miz. If you're unfamiliar with Mr. Swallow, this character does a lot of music-based things. Admittedly, Muhammad is not much of a singer. Um, if you are confused as to why math or maths would be involved if you're British, check out his video breaking down the 12 days of Christmas. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so this is going to be a different side of, of Nick than you've probably seen uh, on TV, but this character is, grace to borrow your phrase, cuckoo," uh, but is very much a, a lot of fun. So I, if you... Like him on TV. Check this out, but highly, highly recommend that you take a look at the videos on YouTube. What What is your introduction to Mr. Swallow Grace?
1: Well, famously, my partner loves watching shows like Taskmaster and shows like the uh, Jim uh, Graham Norton show and um, now Tad Lasso have introduced all of us to so many incredibly popular British comics. And Nick Muhammad is one of them. And I'm really excited for the rest of the world to continue to fall in love with all of these great characters as people.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. And I'm a little disappointed with how they're uh, choosing to handle Nate in this series of uh, this season of Ted Lasso. I've got some, I've got some notes, but otherwise he's fantastic and, and really looking forward to seeing what this is like for New York audiences. Something that we've been talking about a lot here on Broadway Radio, I think uh, Ashley and I discussed it uh, maybe earlier this week. Um, Now that we know that Equity is not only standing in solidarity with the WGA strike, but actually encouraging members to go out and picket and protest around New York City, uh, the questions have started to come up about what does this mean about the Tony Awards? We have seen. Not only like late night TV shows completely shut down because of of, uh, of the writer strike, but also the MTV movie and TV awards kind of adjusted how they were going to do things uh, earlier this week. Uh, Equity president Kate Schindel has said that she thinks it's still too early to make a decision as to what is going to happen with, with the Tony Awards. She said, quote, It's too, too too soon to predict whether this will impact the Tony Awards, which are extremely important to our community as we continue to rebuild. I hope that anyone and everyone who is concerned about Broadway's biggest night of the year will pledge support for the WGA and join us in demanding that the AMPTP, which is uh, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Movie Producers that they are negotiating with right now, give their workers as much consideration as they devote to executives and shareholders. I'm not optimistic, Grace. Like I think we're going to have to come up with something different to do on Tony night. Maybe it's just a bunch of performances. Maybe they postpone it. I, I don't know. But I I can't see from everything that I'm understanding and following as it's part of my job to follow this. I, I don't see a resolution happening by June 11th. I hope I'm wrong. And I, I really hope that there's more going on behind the scenes than I know. But I feel like equity is not directly involved, although I'm sure they are tangentially involved they need to figure out with the Broadway League and the American Theater Wing what they're going to do in case they can't have the Tonys as planned because, to me, it's looking very, very unlikely that things happen as scheduled.
1: Yep, we're going to have to find out together.
0: Yep, because who knows at this point? Who knows? All right, let's get into some show and casting news. We have a bunch, so I'm going to run through it quickly. Grace, feel free to jump in on anything that you think is important, uh, but otherwise I'm just going to run through it Any move that surprises literally nobody uh the broadway company of the upcoming barry manilow and bruce sussman musical uh harmony has announced that one of its off-broadway stars chip zion will be returning to the role of rabbi when the show begins performances on broadway at the barrymore theater on wednesday october 18th this is a role that got i mean one chip is a legend but this was the role that i heard most about from the off-broadway run so i mean could it be that even this late in his career, he was just on Broadway um, with uh, Carolina or Change a few seasons ago. I mean, is, is this another Tony-nominated, Tony-potentially-winning role for yes. Chip Zion? Okay. Yes, it is. There you go. Okay. Did you see it off-Broadway, I assume?
1: I absolutely did, and I okay. agree. Um, I had a challenge with one a portion of it in terms of, like... I, I hope something shifts in it. I, I I don't know what I'm saying, but the point is, is that his performance was impeccable and I am really excited to see it celebrated by the Broadway community as well.
0: Awesome. Can't wait. Um, over at the Al Hirschfeld theater, we got an announcement about the extensions of Moulin Rouge's two current stars, Jojo and Derek Klena. They have now extended in the show uh, through July 30th. So that's great that they're going to stay through at least the first month or two of the summer. There will be future casting uh, announcements and changes coming as well. Looking out to St. Louis, as I am often want to do, as I have family in, uh, in town there, yesterday, the Muni announced another cast for a show that you know I'm very excited about. And this is the summer production of Chess, which has some incredible voices and stars uh, coming to it. In the role of Florence Vassy will be Jessica Vosk. Freddie Trumper will be played by Jared Spector. Anatoly Sergayevsky will be played by John Riddle, and uh, Svetlana Sergayevsky will be played by St. Louis native and maybe resident. I don't know if she lives there now or not. I, I don't. I, I don't know because she seems to be there a lot. But Taylor Lautner uh, will be in it playing Walter DeCorsi Will be Rodney Hicks. The arbiter will be uh, Philip Johnson Richardson. And Alexander Molokov will be played by Tally Sessions. A number of Broadway radio guests uh, are in that cast. I love this score. This show's a mess. Uh, but this is one when they announced the ca- the, uh, the season for the meeting. I was like, yeah, hey, Aunt Molly might have to come out for this one. And with this cast, uh, I very, very well might have to do that. Even though, I will say, Grace, yesterday Ashley and I discussed something and made some just completely unhinged guesses without any kind of connections. I think that this announcement may have something, you know, at least some tangential connections to what we discussed yesterday. Uh, but that's, you know, neither here nor there, but, um, I know I am assuming you're going to be out in St. Louis at some point this summer. I don't think it'll be for this, but I'm, uh, I'm thinking I might have to make the trip out to St. Louis to see this one. We're
1: going to have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Going to have to. Here's the other thing, though. You know, going to the Muny is this big, huge thing. But, like, I'm feeling like the Bucks County Playhouse is also trying to have a little bit of that energy. Because yesterday they announced that their upcoming production of Tick, Tick, Boom will have their own star of Broadway's heavy hitters, including Andy Miantis. Christina Alabado and Noah J. Ricketts. Like that is a fantastic cast for any show, but especially for this show, which is a you know primarily a three-person cast, they might throw in some ensemble people as I've seen some productions do. But this is going to be running from June 23rd through July 15th. And like Bucks County just does so much great stuff that like if I lived close enough, this would be a place that I feel like I would be going a subscription for
1: sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: So many great things. Uh, and then finally in this section, Grace, I don't even know if you were in town, if you were living in New York then, but there was a Broadway show a number of years ago called Soul Doctor. Did you ever see that show where you or Can I tell you that? a fact
1: about Soul Doctor?
0: You can please Soul do. Soul
1: Doctor was playing at the Circle in the Square Theater next to Wicked, the the exact dates that F. Michael Haney was playing Bach and Wicked, and that's why I know about Soul Doctor. Okay, I was not there here. You
0: go. <laughs> no, I didn't I, I didn't think so. I, don't I painted when... it,
1: if you can believe it, on the marquee.
0: Uh, very good, very good. Um, okay, so it only, it only ran for a very short time, August 15th through October 13th. Or, yeah, opening day was August 15th, started previews on July 17th and ran through October 13th of 2013. And then it closed very quickly. However, they have made a movie version of it I mean, will be available in movie theaters by Fathom Events uh, coming up this summer. So Fathom Events is presenting it with Lisa Simone. And if you are familiar with this show, um, it chronicles the life of, quote-unquote, rock star Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach and his relationship with music and civil rights icon Dr. Nina Simone. The cast will feature Josh Young, Naya, Emily Paget, and more. So it'll be available only one night in 600 select movie theaters around the country. It'll happen on July 13th. So if like Grace... You missed seeing it at Circle in the Square Theater, which seems very likely because it only ran for a few months. Uh, You can check it out in movie theaters nationwide and just over a a month from now. All right. I have a couple of recommendations here. And this one, going back to the, the bad Cinderella of it all, earlier this week, as we talked about previously, they live streamed the opening number of act two of the show, the queen's ball. And if you didn't get a chance to watch it while it was actually happening live, they have been so kind as to put it up on their YouTube page. So there's like, I don't know, like five minutes or so of like the, the prep or behind the scenes, like getting ready for it. There's like an interview with Grace McLean and other folks there backstage, but then they dive into the actual um, performance of it. Uh, It looks like about six and a half minutes in, and it's, it's beautiful like the the set is great the costume great the dancing is great um i really uh, i really enjoyed it i i don't you know think i'm going to end up seeing the show when i'm in town in a couple weeks but i'm glad that this is out there and especially for people who have enjoyed the show and do love the show we'll be able to to get to relive this as many times as they want grace and then the final recommendation that i have for you here i mentioned earlier this week i don't know if it was with you grace or with ashley but rob mcclure did this like Medley of songs from the last 20 years on Broadway that is coming up in the Great Performances concert on uh, on Friday, May 12th tonight. If you're listening to this in the regular feed, it is Great Performances, Cool, and Celebrating 50 Years of Broadway's Best. There are now more videos available to preview that. One of them is Sutton Foster singing Being Alive from Company, obviously. She's also the host and has a couple other numbers, including a medley of songs that she has uh, done on Broadway. And then the other one is actually one I mentioned maybe earlier this week. Uh, Corbin Blue is performing That's How You Jazz from Jelly's Last Jam, uh, featuring lots and lots of Sorry, that's just so
1: exciting.
0: What? Is Corbin Blue doing that song? Jelly's Last Jam. Are you a big Jelly's Last Jam fan? Yeah. Okay. That's how you jam. Yeah, it's great. It's a. That number is great. I, I said, I, I saw a, I had a screener of this and I've watched it already. Corbin's a star. Like, I, he's doing, I forget what show he's doing. Oh, he's doing Summer Stock uh, with Danielle Wade at Goodspeed, which is why we were talking about him. Uh, and he's just such a star. Like, I, I wish that he was just one of those people who was never not in a Broadway show. Uh, but hopefully we get to see more of him on Broadway because he really, really is a tremendous talent. All right, Grace, I haven't talked to you since since Monday's episode. Anything? that folks need to know about before we wrap up coming up this weekend things to recommend
1: i don't know uh schmackery's still has the and juliette strawberry rhubarb cookie and it's freaking delicious saturday sunday and monday so go get that be nice to everybody that works in the industry right now it is scary and exhausting and awesome and go see if you like a show and have the means go see it because you never know when it's going to leave and that's just all I want to say about that. And I think we should all – I think we're all in agreement that it doesn't matter if you loved or hated a show. If it doesn't harm you in some capacity, 100%. don't tear it down when it gets, uh, you know, the closing notice. No one likes to be out of a job any, no. ever. So that's
0: all. I think, I, don't, I think it was you, but I saw it from multiple people, but I think you were one of them. Um, I think Annalise Scarpaci sent out a message – Kind of talking about how difficult it is to see a show close um, if you have a chance go check out her instagram and and read the note that, that she i reposted it
1: on my instagram story so you can see it there as well
0: yeah that's where i think i saw it so um it's it's lovely and insightful and and kind of gives you a different perspective all right that is all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at Broadway radio and find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt grace where can people find you
1: you can find me on all social media platforms for right now at it's grace Off-y.
0: All right, everybody, have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back to talk to you on Monday.